Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected, that um, we're all one. Um, And ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. So what you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is accessing personal spirit guides with Sarian Michael White. Welcome, Sarian, to Awake to Oneness Radio. Thank you for having me. I love your introduction. It's so much what resonates in my heart. So we're very much in a space of a shared mission here. So it's it's great. It's wonderful, wonderful. Yes. I discovered you, like many of my guests, I discover on YouTube. I live on YouTube. I love YouTube. And I can't remember which video it was that you posted, but there was something I, I was like, okay, I have to invite you. And you said yes right away. And I'm so thankful. So please, Sarian, please share with our listeners your unique journey because we all have a unique, we're all one, but we all are unique aspects of the divine. So please share your unique journey with our listeners so they can get to know who you are. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for giving me the space to do that. It's a really interesting journey. And I think that the way all of our journeys are set up are designed really to inspire people who have similar potential. So I hope that perhaps some something of my story can inspire somebody else who uh, has this kind of potential, which I think we all have a greater potential to access spirit than we may know about. Um, for me, it really started my in my teens. There were certain books that I read that really awakened me, and specifically when I learned about what channeling was and this idea of channeling personal spirit guides and bringing through information that could accelerate consciousness, that could bring through wisdom, uh, perspectives beyond what we know as human beings. That just fascinated me from the very first time I read it. And it was a calling. I think I was really getting struck by a bolt of spiritual lightning when I was learning about this subject, because something told me, this is who you are. This is why you are here. And I had this profound revelation of purpose at the age of 17. And I knew that I was going to one day write books that would help change people's lives and transform consciousness on the planet. Now, I had known since I was a little kid that I was going to be a writer. I just, I knew that. I knew that I wanted to write books that could change people's lives. But I didn't know that it was going to take a spiritual direction because I didn't even know what that was as a kid. 
Right. It wasn't until this revelation in my teens that I believed that it was going to be about a new form of spiritual science or a, a science of transformation, something of that nature. Wow. But as a teenager, I was still a ways away from starting to actually channel books and teach classes and do readings for people. At the time, the idea of, of channeling somebody else's guides for them and introducing them to their own spirit guides was not even in my thinking. I was thinking about like, wow, I want to try to contact the spirit of Einstein and see what he has to say to humanity. And, you know, who else can I channel from history that might want to say something to humanity? I mean, those are the things I was thinking about while I was in high school. Right. Uh, I didn't always get a lot of homework done while I was pondering these things, but uh, I turned out all right. Okay, yes, <laughs> so, you did. So, so can, I, can you share with us that you said that when you were 17, which is really, wow, that's a young age, really. Um, can you share, like, your first experiencing experience as, you know, with spirit and channeling at 17? Well, the very first time that I read about the subject, it was not a particularly good book on the subject. It was not a high level of information. And so there wasn't uh, an energy of safety built around the process of opening up in the mm -hmm. way that some of the other teachings I read uh, contained. So the very first time that I tried it, I was meditating and I felt some type of, vi of a vibration in my head that I knew was coming from another disembodied spirit but i didn't know who it was i didn't know what i was getting into i didn't know you know can you lose control in this kind of process and it was a little bit scary and so i switched it off and mm -hmm. said okay that was really interesting i'm not sure how much further i want to go until i really know what's going on and then i don't remember how far along it was from that point to the first uh, visionary experience, but I had a visionary experience of Jesus where he came to me in a vision and communicated with me in this really profound way through his eyes. He didn't even say anything. He just looked at me and transmitted his love for humanity. And he let me know that as far as learning how to channel and access the realm of spiritual guides, he was going to be there to overlight me to teach me to guide me through that experience and as soon as i knew that he was personally involved with this then mm -hmm. it set my mind at ease and i thought okay you know no matter what i experience, no matter what is out there i've got this advanced teacher that's kind of holding my hand through this process of awakening and she sure did hold my hand i mean i went through some really intense experiences in the very early stages of learning how to discern the difference between dark energies and light energies. And he was like my, um, sometimes very much an invisible guide, other times very much directly intervening and giving me a teaching about what I had just experienced. And then gradually it opened up to other masters along the way. Now it was a full, gosh, like 12, 13 years into the training that was going on behind the scenes before I started channeling guides for other people. Mm -hmm. And at the time that that happened, that was in 2005, I did not know that I was going to be doing that in addition to channeling books. Okay. My dream was always about channeling books. I didn't know that I was ever going to be like a public channel that would be bringing through spiritual guides for audiences or, you know, doing it live on the air or doing personal readings. But right. one day the masters just came to me and they, these beings 
that you know many people are familiar with Jesus and Mother Mary and Saint Germain and the Buddha and the Master Katumi, you know, all these beings came in and it's like they were sitting around me cross-legged on the floor because I was sitting on the floor meditating and it was like we formed into this circle and I felt the humility of these beings. Like, wow, they're not like up above in spirit hovering. They're sitting on the floor with me like we're all equals. And I felt their humility and they began to teach me and instruct me about you're going to start doing readings now. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this is new. I didn't know that I could do that. I certainly don't feel capable of doing that. Right. But they started instructing me and immediately people started coming to me that very day for readings. So I didn't ask for this. I didn't seek out. I didn't like write something on the internet and say, hey, I'm doing readings now. Spirit just started bringing people to me and requesting to have a channeled reading before I even knew that I could do that, with the exception of them saying that, you know, you are going to start doing this. So the very first time it happened, it was a surprise. You know, I said, okay, I'm I'm willing to give it a go. And I booked a time to go to the first person and give them a session. And I was, I remember sitting on a bench outside of this person's room. Uh, They were in in a hotel and I was asking like, okay, what do I do? Do I need to know something? You know, you got to teach me something. And mother Mary was the first one that spoke to me. And she said, I'm going to be the first one that you channel. Do not worry, go in, relax, meditate, and just breathe. And I'll take care of the rest. And I heard her voice very clearly in my mind say that. And I thought, okay, well I can do that. So I went and I sat down and I meditated and her presence came into me so clearly and so deeply. And she started to speak to this woman and we were both in tears in a certain part of it because it was a reunion between this woman and mother Mary who had been her teacher in a past life. I see. So, I mean, it was a very profound experience from the beginning. Well, this just started happening one person after another, after another, and then pretty soon I was doing it on um, on the phone and over Skype. And I've now done sessions for people really all over the world. Wow. Uh, pretty much everywhere but Antarctica. You know? <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, amazing. And you said that started happening in like 2005? 2005, you... yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. So please share more. Share more of, of your, your early days and you know, and how, you know, you've grown with this? Well, I would say in the beginning, there was a lot of curiosity about different kinds of guides, different kinds of energy, and, you know, what is out there. Uh, I feel that we are so capable of perceiving in many different dimensions, you know, perceiving parallel timelines, looking into the ancient past, remembering things that are in our DNA, you know, remembering things from our ancestral lineage, uh, remembering the future, even leaping around in the bodies of other incarnations of us in the past and in the future and parallel timelines. Right. So there, there's really a lot to explore. And there was a period of time where I feel like the training that I was receiving from the guides involved taking my awareness and placing it in other bodies other incarnations other dimensions there was a lot of kind of 
mapping out all of these different dimensions that I was going to be accessing for people through the experience of channeling later on. Mm-hmm. So this was a process that was really ongoing for many years. And I feel very lucky because I've gotten to kind of see firsthand from a disembodied state mm-hmm. um, a lot of things that you know I call the angel's eye view. And it's not that that isn't accessible to all of us. I think most people can access the same kind of awareness, but it usually happens more from in the body. Mm-hmm. So I kind of teach a process where people invoke and invite that angel's eye view through a kind of overlaying of the consciousness of their guides on their physical perception and their pondering of, you know, their life's problems and other people's energy and, you know, everything that they're experiencing in life. And you can really see things with that angel's eye view and allow that energy to expand your reference point on what's happening in life. Um, I just happen to get to experience it more from, you know, an actual going out of body and observing, you know, what it looks like when people pray, for example, mm-hmm. uh, what it looks like when people are uh, dealing with the karma of other lives, uh, you know, from a disembodied viewpoint, you know, getting to see the intricacies of the human aura without my physical eyes getting in the way. Um, you know, I don't consider myself to be a particularly clairvoyant person. You know, there's people that I know that are much, much more, uh, clairvoyant in their ability to perceive spirit and perceive auras with their eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the way that I've learned how to channel is very attainable for a wider range of people because I've had to learn how to do it more through faith and trust than through having, you know, really strong, raw abilities. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, so my abilities have been, or my attunement to spirit has deepened through trust, faith, uh, ongoing practice of meditation, Mm -hmm. um, which helps to strengthen abilities. Um, But uh, I I meet people um, all the time that I feel are, uh, more clairvoyant or more clairaudient, but they maybe haven't attuned themselves in the same way uh, to the level of integrity that masters and higher beings like to see in somebody that they want to work with as a channel. I see. Yeah, I, I truly, I, I agree with what you're saying. I do believe we all have certain abilities to to connect with spirit. It's uh, like you said, like it's just like I, I teach piano lessons, and I've been teaching piano lessons for 25 years to children from the ages of four to 16. And when I start, you know, a child comes to me, sometimes you can see right away at as young as four, they have a natural gift for this. And, you know, it has to be cultivated and they have to be taught, but it's, there's a naturalness that comes to it. And it's the same with connecting with spirit. I think, um, we all have the ability, everybody has the ability to learn how to play the piano and everybody has the ability to connect with spirit. But I think some people are just more naturally um, awakened to it. And I also think it's also soul agreements. Like, um, like, and when you came before you came into this incarnation, you know, you possibly 
made an agreement to do the work that you're doing. And so, and of course, we, there's free will. So you can have an agree, a soul agreement before you come into this embodiment to do this work. But when you're here, you also have the free will to say, ah, I changed my mind. I don't want to do that, you know? So that's where um, I, I think it, I think a lot of it, a lot of it is from soul agreements that we, the reason we are, we're here, we all came here. We have a, a unique purpose and finding that unique purpose and actually going with the flow of that unique purpose is what I think real happiness and real joy comes from following your life's purpose, your unique purpose as to why you came here. And obviously you tapped into that at a young age, 17 is quite young to, to actually know that was your purpose. Yeah. I feel really blessed in that sense uh, to have had a, a calling that was that strong at that age it was also very challenging because I didn't start doing that right away. You know, I came from uh, difficult economic circumstances. Uh, I had to spend many years really, you know, working tough jobs that didn't make a lot of money and trying to figure out how to make my way in the world uh, while I was, you know, passionately pursuing my interest in spiritual studies on the side. Mm-hmm. And I had to go through a lot of grounding initiations to kind of come down to earth <laughs> right. so that I could uh, be properly grounded to be able to do this work at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like everything you said is true. And one thing I'll say about that is that in terms of like a person's life purpose, um, yes, in terms of doing this type of work, it is a calling. It is based upon soul agreements. But in terms of people living life as a co-creation with their angels and their spirit guides, that's a new kind of human experience that is becoming more common. And I feel it's one of the reasons why people like myself have the kind of calling that I have to introduce people to their guides, to teach people how to work with them and commune with them. Because I've come to know through my own personal experience, it's not about how psychic you are. There are ways of becoming psychologically clear in your consciousness so that you get greater clarity of divine guidance. Mm-hmm. And that's something that can be done, you know, no matter how open you are in terms of psychic abilities. Right. So you don't have to be psychic starting out and you certainly don't have to even progress to be uh, particularly psychic in any area because there are many different ways to discern guidance. There are many different ways that divine guidance comes to you. And in terms of realizing your purpose, it really has as much to do with addressing the doubts, fears, and insecurities that come up in life mm-hmm. and meeting those head on. Because if you do the clearing work to overcome your fears, doubts, and insecurities, then what you have inside of you is naturally going to blossom, yes. you know, cause you're getting everything else out of the way of that. Yes. You know, and it, it's just a natural byproduct of devoting yourself to the practice of self purification and, you know, working through your stuff. Mm-hmm. The calling that you need to propel you forward is going to reach you one way or another. Mm-hmm. And it may be the very thing that brings to the surface, those inner obstacles so that you can face them. Exactly. Exactly. And I do believe all of our challenges we do kind of plan 
before we come into this invite, we plan these challenges to help us to find our purpose. I, I, I say every challenge, we look from the human perspective, we look at it as a challenge, but in truth, it's a blessing. Because yeah. it's, it's just that challenge is going to propel you to where you you're supposed to be. Um, but also, um, you said that one of your unique gifts is that you um, help people connect with their personal guides, their spirit guides. And and how did that come about? Because you said you didn't, when you first started channeling, that was not the direction you were going in. But how did that come about? Well, in the beginning, I was working primarily with the Ascended Master, St. Germain. He was the guide that was most commonly with me in those early sessions, uh, along with Jesus, Mother Mary, and then gradually there were several other masters that started to come in. And eventually it opened up to a wider range of spirit guides until it felt like there was quite a large council of beings there that could step in and interact with me as a channel. I kept getting wider and wider and new things would happen during each session that I was not expecting. Mm -hmm. There was a very specific moment, uh, one session in particular where there were two different masters that came through in one session. And that was the first time that had happened. I was channeling one master and then that master said, and now I'm going to pass the channel over to another master. And then another energy came in. And I thought, wow, that was interesting. They've never done that before. It was a new experience for me. But it opened me up to new possibilities. And now it's not uncommon to have multiple guides come through in a session. It doesn't happen with every session, but it, it happens more often than it did before. I've had, you know... Maybe this is a little more rare, but on some sessions I might have three or four, or even five different guides or groups of guides say hello or interact with the person. Uh, some Sometimes it's a little more brief when that happens because this is usually happening in the space of about an hour or a little bit more than that. Yes. The other thing that is interesting that, you know, I honestly have no idea how common this is. I tend to think that this is not super common though. Uh, at least I haven't heard of it as much, and, and none of the people that I have done sessions for uh, have said that other people do this. But okay. I tend to be able to channel anyone's guides. Okay. So I channel guides that are unfamiliar to me all the time that I've never met before. Like I said in the beginning, right. it was the same masters over and over again, and I got very used to those masters being there. And yet they were always testing me and stretching me to let go of expectation, to be open, to be stretched in a new direction. And now I am able to usually get the names of people's spiritual guides to sometimes channel multiple guides that are completely new to me. And I'm actually getting better and better as a channel at reflecting the essence and even the, the tone of the voices of those guides and how they come through. Mm. Uh, you know, there's always a little bit of my own resonance in there, but right. as time goes on, there's less and less of my resonance and more and more. Uh, it's me reflecting how that guide actually sounds like, you know, how their voice has a different tonal quality to it. 
Right. So it's a, I'm a work in progress and yes. constantly being trained, but I feel very blessed to be able to offer this kind of service to people because I just don't think it's a very common right. um, to have somebody that can really introduce you to your personal guides. Wow. That's cool. That That's really, uh, yeah, that is, I think that is a, a unique and specialty that, like you said, not everyone, not all channels can do that, which is awesome. Um, now I like with this, one of the things I like to do with this show is every, I love meeting people like you and having you share your spiritual journey, but also I like to also share with our listeners and viewers, any practical, um, advice or practical tips that you can give them. So to help them connect with their guides or higher self. Yeah. I've got a great one for you. Okay. Uh, I was actually going to make a video about this because I think it's really key. It's one of the things that I like to make videos about tips for helping people connect with their spiritual guides. One of the biggest keys is to understand that the ability for you to hear your guides or receive their guidance, it doesn't necessarily have to be hearing, but even just feeling, sensing, whatever it is, is connected with how you talk to yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you often go into, or I call it kind of spiraling into, because it's like a downward spiral. If you spiral into negative self-talk, you know, where you're speaking negatively towards yourself, well, your guides are not able to resonate with that. There's, there's no resonance. There's no frequency match. You know, your guides don't sound like that when they talk, to you and so you're not able to receive them they're not able to merge in to negative self-talk and shape it or guide it or you know add their own energy to direct that flow of words and consciousness Mm -hmm. if you practice speaking to yourself positively and with loving words and using positive affirmations that kind of positive loving compassionate self-talk makes it easy for your guides to reach you because then your own inner voice is more capable of reflecting the way in which they speak to you and how they sound and the kind of things that they say. It really begins with your own voice because a lot of times your guides are going to be merging with the creative thought stream of your own stream of consciousness and shaping it, guiding it, directing it into higher levels of coherence Mm -hmm. or greater reflectivity with their own energy. They're not really trying to push you aside uh, so that they can make room for themselves. You know, that, that is maybe a kind of a deeper kind of channeling process when you are, uh, you know, allowing your consciousness to be set aside to make room for the guides. But for most people that practice conscious channeling, it is more of a blending of your creative thought stream with theirs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how you talk to yourself is really, really key. And I would suggest to people to become more aware of how you are talking to yourself. Notice negative self-talk. Notice when you are uh, not being loving or encouraging in the way that you speak to yourself or about yourself and try to shift it and start to say something really positive and loving to yourself. And this is also 
you know, most people do this unconsciously. We talk to ourselves and about ourselves all the time. I'm this, I'm that, uh, without realizing it. It's kind of subconscious and it's automatic. When you actually bring that process that's going on all the time anyways into the conscious mind and you decide, I'm going to take this process over and I'm going to program myself with positive, loving, affirming um, appraisals of my worth, then you are opening a doorway for you to hear spirit and for spirit to get involved in that process. Wow, that's so beautiful because that's so true. It's all energy and and I am, I know are very powerful words. So when you say I am, you want there to be a positive affirmation after that I am. Um, and I say that exactly. all the time. Yeah, I say that all the time. So it is, it is, and and the the um, your spirit guides and your higher self are on a higher frequency. And for when you're having that negative self talk, talk, you're you're just lowering your frequency. And it's like they can't they can't come down that far to reach you. You have to come up a little so they can try to meet you. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I just have to say, ever since we begun our conversation, and even before the interview started, every single thing that I've heard you say, is absolutely consistent with and reflective of the same kind of wisdom that I embody and practice and teach others. I I love how much we're on the same wavelength here. I want to add something to this because the the phrase I am, of as you know, is one of the most powerful phrases in the universe. Everything that follows that uh, is being energized by the I am presence and is being given the command of all of our souls and higher self's creative energy. So we're really backing our words with source consciousness when we use I am. Yes. Well, if you really want to go to a whole other level with this, I mean – Assuming that maybe there is some negative self-talk subconsciously that, you know, we don't have a handle on it. We're not even aware of the extent to which that's there. What if we go the extra mile to purge ourselves of that type of energy and raise the bar for what our internal dialogue needs to sound like? There is a practice that I haven't done this in a while, but I still do it from time to time. Mm-hmm. And it made a massive difference. What I did is I actually started working with the I am statements as a form of prayer, but I didn't just pick one statement or another statement and, and use them as mantras. And, um, you know, sometimes I did that. Sometimes I would work with one and I would say it every day and use it for many, many weeks and months. But there were these sessions that I would give to myself where I would invoke the presence of spirit. I would invoke the angels and the masters I actually used to do this outside. I would go out into this uh, field um, Mm -hmm. that was behind a school where it was actually one of my grade schools where I grew up. Uh And I would stand out in this field and I would say every kind of I am statement that could possibly come into my mind that was the most positive, empowering description of myself that I could possibly imagine. So I would stand out there and I would kind of open myself to spirit and say, okay, feed me with the most positive description. I'm just going to go stream of consciousness here and say the best ones I can imagine. And if you can get something into my mind, that's an even higher version of something I'm saying, then lead me, guide me in this process. 
And I would stand there and I would say, I am worthy of life. I am important. I am a powerful being of love and light. I am immensely filled with love. I mean, I would say everything I could think of and I would go on for like an hour. Yes. I mean, I would, yes, that's cool. I would yeah. find myself being filled with light. And I, I wish I had written down uh, more of the ones that I, I used back then because sometimes there were some real gems. Yes. Um, I would do ones that were based upon a focus of clearing too. Like, um, let me see. Uh, I am perfectly, seamlessly integrated with the angelic presence. I am free of egoic thought. I am perfectly clear as a channel of love and light. I mean, I would just keep going and going and going. If I found one that felt particularly potent, I would say it over and over again for like, you know, two or three minutes and I would move on to another one. Now, when you do this, I I think that there's probably, I imagine there's a fair number of your listeners that have never even tried this before, even if they have used a positive affirmation. So I want to recommend that people try this and see if you can raise the bar of your internal dialogue about who you are and your value and worth, raise it up to the highest level you can imagine, and then hold that there and ask for spirit to help you sustain that. It's an amazing process and it, it can balance karma. It can clear your field of negativity. It makes it harder for negative energy to stick to you when you do this kind of practice. Wow. That, I agree with you a thousand percent. It's so, and I, it's just me now. I stay so, so uh, aware of how powerful I am is. And when someone says, an I am statement to me and there's a negative after the I am, I always say, I am. I always try to share with them how powerful the words I am. And a lot of times I'll get the, well, but that's how it, you know, I, yeah, it's just, all you can do is share what you, you know, and I know how powerful I am is. And I say, well, you know, whatever the situation is, whatever your quote unquote reality is, because we create our reality, but whatever your reality is that you're looking at, just those words, I am. When you use those words, try to always don't not use them with a negative behind that. Yeah. I, I always share that. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, I hear people all the time say, I'm tired. And sometimes I'll say, you know, maybe you want to try and change what you're saying. And instead of putting I am behind that, because then you're affirming the tiredness yes. instead say, I feel tired, yes. you know, instead because of, I mean, I am, yes. you're right. So yes. powerful. If you Very say powerful. I am tired all the time, then what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> it's a catch 22. You're going to yeah. be more tired. And, and the more you say it, the more tired you're going to get. It's just yeah. the un- you're saying, because that's the, the universe is going to give you what you say. You say, I am, universe is going to just throw it right at you. So <laughs> why not have the universe show, throw something at you that's conf- like affirming and positive? I am healthy. I am wise. I am love. I say it all the time because uh, the essence of who I am is love. And so I am love, I am peace, I am joy, I am light, I am love. Yes, all those wonderful words, yes. Yeah. And I, 
I love, I, I, I do a count my blessing journal. I don't do it every morning. I used to do it every morning. I've kind of gotten away from it. But lately, I, I actually have gotten back into it because I know we're going into a new year. And I want to bring that into the new year with me every morning, starting my morning with my, um, my thankfulness, my appreciation. I'm so thankful for yeah, I'm so thankful for a hot cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah, just the, the little things, you know, just there's so much for us to be thankful for. And if we really just start focusing on the things that we can be thankful for, you can't hold the, the thought of being thankful and feeling lack in the same moment. So when you just focus on the things you're thankful for, big, small, medium, and just the breath, just water, you know, so many things to be thankful for. And it, we tend to, as human beings, we forget who we are. That's why the show is awake, wake up to who you are. Uh, we forget who we are. And we tend to, uh, in our human consciousness, think of always focus on, okay, I don't have enough. I, you know, um, you know, it's just, it's so easy to flip that when you realize wait a second, I have a choice. I can focus on this or that. What do I prefer to focus on? Yeah, it's, yeah. I always say I like to keep things simple. Yeah, and to me, it's, as I awoke, what awoke in me to the truth of oneness was science, quantum physics. Um, And that's why I use science in my intro, because science and spirituality are saying the same thing. And it's really, to me, it's like a no-brainer. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, What the Bleep. I don't know if you ever watched the film, What the yeah, Bleep. I've seen that. Okay. It was when I watched What the Bleep in 2007. And Lynn McTaggart, who has been a guest on my show, Lynn McTaggart said, the biggest problem in the world today is the illusion of separateness. When she said that, something inside of me woke up. Like, that's, that is so true. There's really just one of us here. When I understood that at its core and at a heartfelt level, not an intellectual level, but in the heart, something woke up and I was like, it's not complicated. You know, it's really not. We can make it complicated, but I try to always keep it simple. Now, would you care to, now I didn't ask you, I should have asked you, beforehand but would you care to do some channeling is there some uh, master that wants to come through and share a message with our listeners it's it's up to you i didn't i don't want to feel like i'm putting you on the spot uh that is an interesting question and um i'll tell you that when i do a, a deeper channeling process it usually takes a little bit of time to go into that state okay but since you're asking, I'll just check in and see what wants to come through. Okay. There are two things that feel really present right now. Uh, one of them is the energy in the presence of Archangel Metatron. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metatron's energy has been increasing in the world, increasing a field of light that's connecting us all together. Okay. Mm-hmm. And... Metatron's energy I'm see as I talk about this that energy is going to come in and that's kind of a a way of opening the field here for a message to come through but I really want people to get that this separation 
is truly coming to an end, even though the masses are not choosing into this ending of separation quite yet. We're actually seeing a strengthening of the polarity in human consciousness. But within that intense polarization of human consciousness, there is an island of unity and balance that is appearing where certain people are really transcending duality. And that movement to transcend duality is starting to take shape as a real pathway, as a viable choice that's present as a pathway in human consciousness that is energetically present in every situation. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm speaking this on behalf of the energies that are showing up because there is a new level of this energetic pathway out of duality that is becoming available to us. Now, the other piece that I'm feeling coming in, along with the strengthening of the light that is taking us beyond duality, is the energy of the Master Jesus. Mm -hmm. So the Master Jesus is reminding me of something that he said many years ago when I was really pondering some of the conflict energy in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at some of this conflict between the Israelis and the Palestinians and the Master Jesus pointed out this conflict in the world. And he said, when you destroy someone's home, you're destroying God's house. Mm -hmm. When you kill a person, you are killing one of God's people. When you destroy a business, you're destroying God's workplace. And he was speaking this as if he was speaking this to both the Israelis and the Palestinians simultaneously, basically saying that what is true for one side is true for the other side. So there is no exclusivity around who is God's people and who, um, you know, is working for God and, you know, all, you know, all of these things that it was really a message of oneness and of peace. Mm -hmm. saying that there's no exclusivity in anyone's relationship to God um, through a particular uh, religion right. um, or any particular movement. Mm -hmm. um, that's what, you know, without going into a trance state, those are the two things that are coming in right now and combining mm -hmm. energies. Right. So I will also say that there are certain downloads of Christ energy that have been imbued into the land in certain key places throughout the world. And these were very high vibrations of Christ consciousness and this Metatronic energy of light of angelic light that is increasing our vibrations and offering to help take us out of duality and beyond duality. As our vibrations are being increased, it is linking us in to these uh, dispensations of light that were encoded into the land so that our vibrations go up until we start to experience a frequency match with these kind of energetic time capsules of Christ energy mm -hmm. so that they start to burst open and reveal this teaching about how those of us that are striving to transcend duality can 
engage the flow of these new energies and participate in a process of collectively uplifting the whole of humanity mm -hmm. so that we can engage the flow of this process of transcending duality together. Mm. So that's what's coming through. Wow, that's that's so that's so wonderful, so amazing. Like I said, um, to me, it was awakening to oneness changed my life, and um, when I had the inspiration to do a podcast, and I at the time I, I called it internet radio, and I had no idea what a podcast was. So, <laughs> uh, but I I wanted the name for the show Wake to Oneness. I wanted it to be something simple that just by the name you understood what the mission was it's we we are all divine light all divine aspects of god we're all connected to god we're all connected to each other and when we wake up to that simple truth of of non-duality or a oneness the simple truth of oneness it, it'll it transform the world there will be peace there, you know, and I, I do hear from many channels and from all, you know, the spirit realm that that's where we're heading. You know, I can't put a date on it, <laughs> but I'm very, very excited and um, honored uh, to actually be helping in, in my small way with my show to, to share the truth of oneness. Now I know that you are working on a book. So please share. I am I'm finished with the book. It's You're finished with the book. actually oh, already okay. in the process of being released. So okay, okay. Uh, this interview is very timely because it is happening right at the point of us launching it. Right now, if people want to get involved and want to not only experience this new teaching, but help launch it into the world, which I, I guarantee you when people read this book, they are going to feel like, wow, not only is this something that, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that this was created for me. This is something that needs to get out. There's a necessity for the teachings and the discernment and the keys in this book to go out to the world and the book was uniquely created by higher beings through me to reach a very wide number of people. Uh, and because this was written as a fiction story, mm -hmm. it's designed that so that it, it could actually potentially uh, be made into a film one day. Oh, wow. That sounds uh, exciting. Yeah. I, I see this happening. So if people want, they can uh, join the launch team. Basically, people are being invited to join the join the launch team so that they can purchase the book for ninety nine cents mm -hmm. on Amazon launch day, which is December tenth. So on December tenth, you'll be able to get the book on Amazon. It's called Roya Sands and the Living Library. Roya Sands is the name of the main character. She's a fifteen year old girl who grew up in upstate New York, uh, in a small town there, and it's an adventure story that I think, I, I don't even know if you can describe it in this way, but to me, it's like Harry Potter meets the Celestine prophecy. Oh, uh, it's wow. a really, really interesting combination of uh, sci-fi and fantasy elements, but grounded in the real world and using real spiritual science that's awakening inside of people 
instead of things that I would consider to be actual, you know, fantasy fiction writing. This is all based upon things that I have experienced myself in various ways. Uh, even though a lot of it, I'll be honest, is on the fringe for most mm-hmm. people. Okay. Not so much for me, but I am right. writing about things that are real. Right. Um, I know somebody who, one of the first people that read the book said that I can't help the feeling that this is all real and that the names have been changed to protect the, uh, the people <laughs> involved. Right, so right, right. I was so okay. elated okay. to have somebody say that because it's like, yes, that's what I was going for. Yes, um, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, wow. So, so people, if they uh, go to royasands.com, that's R-O-Y-A-S-A-N-D-S, royasands.com, they can join the launch team, which basically means you're signing up to get the announcement when it goes on sale. However, at this time, and by the time this interview airs, people will also be given an advanced PDF copy of the book free of charge so they can start reading it ahead of time. Okay. Now, what, what I'm hoping some people might do is read it in advance and write a review on Amazon launch day. I'm not expecting that everyone's going to finish it by the time we launch, but uh, they'll have it in advance and they can start reading it. They can get excited about it. They can tell friends about it because this is the newest and latest information coming in from spirit in the form of, it's it's actually a form of disclosure happening through mm. a fiction book. Wow. I am so excited. All the links you just mentioned will be in the description of this video on YouTube. So the links will be right down below. And I definitely will definitely join that launch team and read it and write a review. I am so excited. So excited. I didn't realize it was a fiction. And I, I haven't read... Oh God, I haven't read a fiction book and I don't know how long. I'm so Yeah, so I'm really, really excited to read it. This is great. And also please share with our listeners your website, how they can find you and follow you. You can go to sarion.com, S-A-R-Y-O-N.com. That's my main personal homepage. It links to all of the other websites. Currently, I have like quite a few websites and I'm hoping to kind of condense it down in the next couple months, but starion.com is kind of the hub. And then secondary to that is the school of manifestation.com. Now, for those of you that are interested in exploring some of the things that I channel, you can go to the school of manifestation.com and click the subscribe button. And by subscribing to the email list, you're going to get access to a number of different free classes that are bonus teachings. There's one in there that's 40 plus keys to manifestation. Wow. And I channel St. Germain in that particular class. There is a little mini seminar on opening to channel. So you can learn about how you open your channel to your spiritual guides There's one that's teachings from the Arcturians, who are some of the most advanced extraterrestrial energies of love and light in the galaxy. There is a free defense against the dark arts class where you create your angelic protection shield. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is, what else is there? I mean, there's a number of different classes there that people gain access to instantly once they 
have joined the list. So right. I think it's uh, it's well worth it. And there's a lot of um, things to explore there. Yes. Yes. And also you have your YouTube channel where I found you. And also I know that you do workshops, retreat seminars. I know you travel a little bit. Do you have any upcoming events that you'd like to share with the listeners? Uh, you know, I am going to Bali in a few days okay. <laughs> and I'll be launching the ebook from Bali and then I'll be going on to Australia where I am going to do a little bit of a tour from Melbourne, starting in Melbourne and then going up to uh, Sydney and some of the areas around Sydney, Byron Bay, Brisbane, Noosa. I'm mostly going to be stopping in to stay with friends who are going to be hosting gatherings where I can play uh, my crystal bowls for people, guide them through a meditative process and channel for them. I do travel with my partner Dixie and we have a really beautiful collection of crystal alchemy bowls Mm -hmm. and we use these for sound healing. We sing and tone with them. And we use them to kind of set the energy for the channelings that happen when I do group sessions for people. And I also do mini readings for people in the group. So if, I mean, if there's anyone in Australia that wants to (laughs) actually meet me and come to one of these groups or host a group, then they can get in touch with me through the website and they could potentially actually come to one of these group sessions. Awesome. Great. Yes. Well, the thing I love about, like I said, when I first started this uh, program, I didn't even know what podcasting was, but I love internet podcasting because it is global. Uh, I do receive, I one time received an email that was in Japanese and I just, I had to run it through uh, Google Translator. (laughs) But I just thought that's so cool. So yes, yes, yes. So yes, it definitely is global. And I've had, I've had a couple of guests on from Australia. So yes. So this is awesome. Very, very good. So the best place for them to, to follow you, to reach out to you is repeat that website one more time. The school. Yeah. The school manifestation.com. Okay. Where you can subscribe to the list. And also, sarion.com is kind of the main hub. Okay. And royasands.com is where you can go sign up for the launch team. So those are the three main websites. Okay. And I'll definitely have those listed. Actually, we are airing. This show will air tomorrow night, which is the 1st, December 1st. So they'll have um, all this information uh, before the 10th. So, yes. Yeah. Yes, awesome. awesome. Very, yep. very good. This I'm is very like- excited. This book is actually the first of two different series. There's one series of books that I've been channeling behind the scenes that's going to start to come out after the fiction ones start coming out. So I was guided to channel a series of books first, and then after I channeled several of them, I moved over and started channeling these fiction books. Okay. And this is a really, really big transition for me personally because I'm finally, after all these years, publishing the first book, even though I've been channeling them and editing them and getting them ready for the last 10 years. Wow. <laughs> now the first one is coming out 
and the fiction books are going to be like, I mean, this first book is like a, really a calling wow. for uh, people to come together and align with a whole dispensation of te teachings that are going to be unpacked through both a fiction series and a nonfiction series that wow. goes with it. And so I, I think we're going to start to see at least, you know, one book per year coming mm -hmm. out. There might wow. be some years where two books come out because I've wow. got so much stuff that I've been working on behind the scenes. That sounds so exciting. I mean, I heard, I don't know how true it is, but I heard Star Trek was channeled back in the, what, six, when did Star Trek come out? Back in the 60s? Or yeah, that was, that was the 1960s, yeah. Yeah, and I, I've heard, I don't know how true it is, but I've heard that episodes and part of uh, Star Trek was channeled. So that could be. I absolutely believe that. And yes. uh, I, I actually am considering putting a little bit of a reference to that idea in one of the fiction books, because yes. Uh, yes. we're going to be talking a little bit about where some of the inspiration for some of our science fiction ideas may have come from, from. And, and how it's connected with a teaching that has been gradually revealing itself to us about the timeline and about humanity's choices and the different potential timelines that we could go down and you know the higher version versus the you know ones where we miss some of our potential yeah so there's a lot of interesting things in star trek uh i was gonna say that i i came across something curious in a book once i was wandering around this a college library and i read something about the original process of creating the show when it was first mm -hmm. getting started Okay. And you know, everyone loves the the whole idea of beam technology and the transporters and people yes. being able to just beam down to a planet. Beam me but up, Scotty. I mean, that's so normal in our thinking about what might be possible when science gets to a certain point. But back then when they were creating this show, yeah. originally they came up with that concept to work around the fact that it was going to be too expensive to film uh, the special effects of landing a ship on a new planet each week. Oh, so they were just okay. trying to save money. They came up with <laughs> the whole thing to try to save money. And then it just became this, you know, this thing that now is, you know, yes. part of thinking about what's possible. So yes. I thought that was kind of a funny story. That is, that is, that is so awesome. And I'm so excited because I, I really didn't realize that it's a fiction. And like I said, I can't remember the last time I read a fiction. I mean, it might have been the 80s since I've read a fiction. <laughs> so I'm really excited to read your, your book. I really am. And I'm definitely going to be part of the launch team and definitely going to write. So you want the reviews written before December 10th? Yes. Well, I, you know, I'm hoping that some of the people joining the launch team will be prepared to write a review on launch day. Um, okay. However, that's just one invitation. Um, I, I feel like some people might think, oh, well, I don't have enough time to read a book but by, you know, December 10th. And so they might not join, but that's not the only reason to join. That's not the only right. invitation to participate in this. What we want to do is actually get this book noticed and if we get enough people to actually just buy the book for 99 cents on launch day then it's going to position the book on hopefully the first page of some of the categories that it's going to be connected with so we want it to become a bestseller on amazon 
so that people that are not on the launch team are going to see it and go, oh, what's this book? This is like number one in this particular category. Yeah. And then they want to check it out. So yes. that's what I'm hoping for. So I really want people to consider, you know, going to the website, royastands.com, Yes. Watch the videos because in the videos I talk more about what this is and okay. why they may want to you know jump in and participate in this, and I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to look back and be able to say I was part of that. I was yes. part of helping to launch this new series of global teachings that's going to have a, a huge ripple effect in the world, and to get to be one of the people that push the button on um, launching yes. this. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I definitely want to be one of those people. <laughs> you <laughs> got you. me. You, got, you totally have me. Well, thank. This has been so amazing. I always notice. I know that you have another engagement, and the hour always flies by. And I am so so thankful to have you. And definitely, you know what? This will not. This is going to be one of many. I hope. Um, I'd love to have you back on. You know, so I know you travel a lot and what, when you're not, you know, when we can connect again, you just let me know. Okay. Yeah. We'd, we'd love to do it again sometime in the new year. Okay. Sounds great. Yeah. New year's here just about one month away. Can't believe this 2017 was a great year and it just flew by, but it's all good. There's so many wonderful things. And I'm hearing that 2017 is an end and 2018 is the beginning of a lot of new things spiritually. This is what I'm hearing from those that are in co are connected like yourself to the spirit realm. And I am just overwhelmed with excitement. So I, I feel incredibly hopeful about what we're moving into. What I've been picking up on from my guides uh, is is more than hopeful. It has given me a feeling that those of us whose lives and intentions and, and passion and vision for humanity are about unity and oneness and connecting us all together and awakening the world, yes. that there are spiritual forces coming to bear on that process that are amplifying the intentions and prayers and good works of people like us that are serving humanity in a pure hearted way yes. and that message and invitation into oneness as a field experience, as a, an experience of being connected to other human beings through a field of connectedness, that invitation is being amplified. It's growing stronger at a certain point. People are going to be choosing that field and the field will instantaneously begin to dissolve the barriers and the obstacles inside of people that have allowed them to experience this illusion of separation. Yes. You know, the end of separation is going to be increasingly a more noticeable, dramatic experience of people letting go of old barriers, old shields, and choosing into an experience of connectedness that becomes stronger and stronger every day. Wow. That's so true. So true. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm so excited. It's like, <laughs> I do feel that. I do feel that. And, it, and it, it is coming and it's speeding. It's happening faster and faster. So I'm so thankful. I'm good. I know you have another engagement. I appreciate all, all, all you've shared with our listeners, 
All the links that you mentioned will be at the bottom of this video. This video is going to air tomorrow night, December 1st, um, Eastern Time, 7 p.m. It'll air on YouTube and uh, Blog Talk Radio at the same time. Thank love you so much. Don't you just love technology? I love <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sarah. Sorry, on I said Sorry, it correct. You got it. So hey. I got it right. Hey. I got it right. Thank you so much, and we will stay in touch. And I will be following you, and I will be reading and writing a review. Thanks. Appreciate Thanks. that. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Okay.